Podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So the first question I always ask to a guest when we get started with the Paracast is, are you ready? And sometimes they say yes, and sometimes they say no, or they say yes to be polite. And I have to warn them, I've been doing radio for now, what, 27, 28 years from the original career to the second one. And I will let you know when I'm ready. In the meantime, our guests Kevin Killen and Randall were discussing their varied musical tastes, and I never heard the word Beatles come up. So, Kevin, what kind of music do you like? I'm very eclectic, Gene. Uh, I, I can go from 20s blues all the way up to current current day and anything in between. Beatles, I love the Beatles. As a matter of fact, I binge listened to Beatles music this morning. You'll be happy to know. Of course, the Beatles are full-time on Sirius XM. So if you have satellite radio, which is available in Canada, by the way, Randall, Channel 18 is all Beatles all the time. But what's interesting is not because occasionally Paul McCartney or Ringo Starr will drop in. It's that every other artist you can imagine, from Alec Baldwin to people who are not even in show business, will come on there. And talk about it. Or Billy Joel will show you the chord structures that the Beatles used. And other drummers especially because they talk about Ringo. Ringo, by the way, on July 7th turned 80. He's like my favorite, I think, now. I, I mean, I used to really like John because he was kind of you know, philosophical and quiet and and intense. He played guitar and somehow I related to that. But as time wore on and I watched uh, movies like Caveman, I got a whole new appreciation for Ringo. And I just really think he's the best of the of the Fab Four. When it comes to acting, he's good. Of course, he did The Magic Christian with Peter Sellers, where he plays this beggar who goes around with the Magic Christian, Peter Sellers, to hand out money. And they had a song from a group called Badfinger written by Paul McCartney, If You Want It. Here it is, come and get it. But the thing is here, he was a real actor with a gift for comedy. He's done voiceovers, and they have now an 80th birthday video on YouTube, which is sponsored by charitable organizations. And you see him singing today and sounding today as he did 20, 30 years ago. You see him in a cottage he lives in with his full drum kit. You've got people singing lyrics to one of Ringo's songs and everybody's doing this remotely because of course you can't get together because of coronavirus so you have everybody from Elvis Costello to Willie Nelson and Edgar Winter and everybody else singing lines to Ringo's songs then you have of course pictures of a band he's with which includes Zach Starkey his his son who's the Who's drummer So it's a lot of fun to watch him. Number one, you know he's reading a teleprompter, but he's really good at it. Because, as I said, he's a good actor. I don't know why we're talking about this, because we were going to talk about some really great shows we've had in the last couple of weeks. Because last week we had Dr. Z, who talked about monsters and folklore. And we're talking about a woman here who's probably, what, 30 years old, if that... We're showing a brilliant young woman who has just a great handle 
on monsters through history. She's done our research. I just drop in things like John Keel and Men in Black, and she knows. And she was really great from two standpoints. One, that she's just a good guest. Number two, it shows me that young people can provide great perspectives on these fields. Absolutely. And not just young people, but young, smart people. We're talking about a person with a PhD who is a professor and teaches this in her courses, which is pretty cool because her, her whole perspective is that, that the history of monsters is the history of human civilization and that we can learn a lot by studying our mythology. And at the same time, she recognizes that there very well could be a, an actual objective reality to some of these uh, cases. Like, not all of them, but some of them. And this is interesting, too, the fact that she's had some ghost-related experiences personally. She's interested in UFOs. She is totally open to lots of possibilities, and her concentration on an academic approach to monsters does not in the least make her a debunker or unable to accept the reality that might exist. Now, she was just a whole lot of fun to have on, and, and we're going to be really glad to get her back because we only got through about maybe half of the monsters she was talking about. And uh, her attitude really reminds me of today's guest, Kevin Killen, author of Ghosts and Me, who we've had on after the Paracast twice now. And this is your first appearance on the main show, isn't it, Kevin? Yes. Yes, it is. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to be here. And thank you for having me back on the main show. Um, looking forward to doing this uh, again with you guys. I always have a a good time doing that and uh while we're on dr z i watched a bunch of her videos yesterday and she's fascinating uh really 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 knowledgeable lady so uh i'd like to talk to her sometime i, I bet i'd like to pick her brain i did feel old though because my son got his degree at asu i think four years before she got her bachelor's degree so that makes her, like I said, around 30 or so. And my son just turned 34 this year. My God, one feels old. But yeah, it's fun to watch her. She's a great performer, has a great presence. And again, she really, really does her research. And Kevin, I'm really glad you did that. That surprised me that a guest will look at what the previous guest did. Oh, no, she was, like I said, a lot of the, the videos, like I said, I love the Mothman stuff. I actually had a... Uh a good friend uh, living out in Clendenin, West Virginia, which is very close to Point Pleasant, West Virginia, or Ohio. Um, and actually, when you go down off of, uh, I want to say, 79, uh, you actually pass Flatwoods, West Virginia, and they have what they, have, they call the Flatwoods Monster, which is basically kind of like a Bigfoot-type thing, and they have a whole like little monument to them out there. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed uh, enjoyed that, and like I said, uh, and again, I, I have to like the academic aspect of her as well, because like I said myself, you know, I have three degrees also. And, you know, people still wonder, you know, they kind of give you that look sometimes. Oh, you see ghosts, you've heard ghosts. And it's just like, yeah, well, yeah, but still, I'm very, I'm very knowledgeable. I'm very intelligent. So it was really refreshing to see somebody like that. And the way she approached it, you're right, she has a very good presence. And a lot of the monsters that she was uh, speaking about, I was familiar with and really enjoyed uh Enjoyed the videos I did watch and can't wait to watch some more. 
Of course, he will never use the words, I know words, I know the best words. He will never say those words. He'll never say that sentence. But seriously speaking, we're finding, I think, people who kind of are exposed to paranormal subjects kind of think that people who aren't well-educated or informed see strange things. And But you ask people like Dr. Clyde Tambo, the late astronomer discovered of what may or may not be planet Pluto or whatever Pluto is now, he saw UFO. The point is here, it does not depend on your education. It transcends that. But we're going to be talking with Kevin Killen in our next segment. He's been on after the Paracast, and now, of course, we're handing him his diploma because he's graduated to the main show. It's a virtual diploma because, obviously, with the coronavirus, we can't hand him a physical diploma. But I can print one out, I guess, and send him a digital copy. His book is called Ghosts and Me. And we're going to go right back to the beginning briefly for those who haven't heard his appearances on After the Paracast to focus on what brought him from there to here and what about ongoing experiences. That's Kevin Killen. The book is Ghosts and Me. I'm Gene Steinberg. No ghosts here. J. Randall Murphy. Yeah, some stuff going on there. It's kind of strange. You're in the Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hey, Self-Reliance Gardeners, now that you've got your crisis garden planted, the next step is to make sure all your vegetables are going to grow like crazy the rest of the summer. For that, you'll need an all-natural, full-spectrum plant food that works to not only maximize nutritional uptake for you and your family, but is also guaranteed to make your fruits and vegetables actually taste better. The name of the product is Protogrow, a proprietary blend of bioactive superfoods for plants designed to produce rapid plant growth in record time, so much so that it almost forces plants to grow even under the worst light and soil conditions. It does this by combining powerful trace elements and micronutrients from seaweed extracts with a balanced blend of macronutrients from cold water fish. The result? Vegetables grow faster than ever because they now have the essential bioavailable nutrients they need. Go to growlikecrazy.com to learn more. Huge summer discounts now available. Growlikecrazy.com. We've all seen and perhaps use the alcohol-based hand sanitizers. Have you noticed how it dries your skin and as soon as the alcohol evaporates, it's no longer effective? GCNteam.com has alcohol-free antibacterial soap and foam meeting or exceeding all requirements set forth by the United States Food and Drug Administration. 
Come to GCNteam.com, keyword antibacterial, or call 877-878-4203. Attention homeowners that have ever had a broken appliance. (laughs) That's a joke, right? We've all had broken appliances. I own a home just like you and have found a way for as little as a dollar a day to have all the major appliances in my home on a warranty plan. They're guaranteed to be fixed or replaced. You know how expensive an air conditioner, the heating system, a washing machine, dryer, water heater, or refrigerator can be. For about a dollar a day, all your major appliances are protected in case they break. Unless you're uh, Daddy Warbucks or the Monopoly guy and you don't care about money, call my friends at the Home Service Club now and get a warranty on your major appliances. It's a free call and the first month is free. But be one of the first 25 people to call within the next 10 minutes. 800-825-6796. 800-825-6796. 800-825-6796. Again, that's 800-825-6796. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So, I gather from previous conversations with you, Kevin Killen, you spent a lot of your life dealing with the unknown. Tell me more. Yeah, basically, it's it's just been, you know, from the age of five up to now, uh, I've had experiences, all sorts of experiences ranging from footsteps to doors closing by themselves to electronic voice phenomena captures to a haunted workplace, which is my current workplace now. You know, just, just basically running the gambit, I think, of, of paranormal experiences. Tell us a bit about how you found yourself in the world of the paranormal at the age of five. Sure. My family was living in a uh, a, a really large house out in Evanston, Illinois at the time. It was uh, one of those, you know, turn of the century, you know, really creepy, rambling looking, you know, really old houses uh, that Chicago and the Chicagoland area tend to have. My father was a journalist and he took my older brothers with him to cover a basketball tournament in St. Louis this particular night. And it was just me and my mother. And we were sitting downstairs in the in the uh, off the kitchen, which I guess would have been called the family room back then or whatever, where we were watching TV and eating. Upstairs, I could distinctly heard footsteps walking across the wooden floor. And I turned to my mother and said, well, who's that? Knowing that there's nobody else in the house. And my mother turned to me and said, uh, that's my little boy. And I looked at her puzzled, thinking, well, I'm the only little boy in this house. So who's this? <laughs> So she told me later on that she did that because she was afraid somebody broke into the house and she was scared and didn't want to frighten me anymore than I already probably was. And actually, she said I wasn't really frightened. I was just more inquisitive, like uh, who's walking upstairs kind of thing. So that's kind of how that went. 
So that was my first experience. And looking back on it now, when I was writing the book, it was just, you know, one of those things where I, I distinctly remember it uh, like a movie, you know, ever, scene by scene that, that went there. And I can still hear that in my head. My, I go right back to, to that time, even with all the, the early 70s comforts that we had in the living room at the time, which um, I had been born in the Philippines and we had moved from the Philippines to there. So we brought the Filipino furniture, and this is nothing that's, you know, not knocking the Filipinos, but there was some gaudy furniture that my parents had. I remember it was some god-awful pre-IKEA, I'm sure, stuff. But oh, So uh, you didn't have to actually assemble it yourself? No, I'm not even sure how it got. I guess they, they sent it by movers, <laughs> but I just remember it was like this really weak kind of, I don't know. You know, I tell you what, though, it was sturdy because with four people like, you know, me and my brothers who were rambunctious jumping around, that stuff stood this test of time because it was like really hard bamboo or something. We, we eventually destroyed most of it, I think. So, yeah, it was just uh, one of those things. But, yeah, and, that, and that's kind of set the stage for me. You know, I didn't realize, I didn't understand at the time what was going on. But as I got older and moved around and we went to Virginia, you know, I got into the paranormal with books. A lot of the books you know, back in the day from uh, Hans Holzer, all his ghost hunting books, and also the Warrens, whenever they put out a book, I'd read that. So um, I was turned on to the Amityville Horror at a young age. I probably shouldn't have been. I was turned on to, uh, I watched The Exorcist at a young age. I probably shouldn't have. But again, this was back in the day where we were a little more lax with things. And, you know, so that kind of, you know, fostered that, 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 uh, that really that love or that like to, to find out what was going on. And then as I had experiences, I kind of went back and forth to them and, and, and just kind of went from there. Well, okay. So you had brothers and how do you know it wasn't one of them that was running around and skipped school or, or are you the oldest or? No, I'm the baby. I'm the oh, youngest. Okay. So they would have been older. So yeah. how do you know it wasn't one of your brothers that had just, you know, snuck home and, went running past the living room or something. Uh, well, I guess, I suppose it may have been, other than the fact that they were in St. Louis at the time. So, well, maybe, you know, and again, if you think about it that way, uh, maybe one of them teleported and came back. And again, that's a whole nother thing. Oh, well, that explains it. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> but yeah, right. as far as, yeah, as far as I know, all three of them went to uh, St. Louis with my, with my dad, but who knows? Uh -huh. I mean, I don't remember seeing them other than that, but yeah, I, I don't think they were there. This is what I really love about your experiences because, uh, you know, our listeners out there actually, you're going to be in for a real treat here with Kevin because you always get these unexpected sort of answers that are really actually quite interesting. And uh, you've turned out to be one of our more interesting guests, and I'm really glad to have you on the main show today. So you, you. moved to Virginia. And how old were you when you moved to Virginia? Uh, we moved to Virginia when I was, gosh, let me see. They're going to make me do math. Oh, just about. <laughs> Approximately is good. Uh, let's see. Yeah, about six and a half, almost seven when we came to Virginia. And so when you moved to Virginia, you, these experiences continued. So tell us more about what happened there then. Sure. So uh, as a child, uh, we, we, you know, the house that we bought um, when we came to 
from Chicago. Uh, it wasn't that old. It was like in the 40s. I think it was built in the 40s, actually, for most of the people coming back from World War II, from what I understood. Um, it was a very nice community, you know, typical middle middle class, you know, existence or whatever. So I didn't really have a lot as a, as a child. But, you know, as a kid, that's when I said I really got into this, the, the books and me and my friends would get into the habit of going to the library and I'd read a book, they'd read a book, we'd exchange it and then we'd read it and then take it back. And they had some really cool books back then that, that were not as well known as, as, as some of the ones later on. Um, I remember this one book. I cannot remember the author to save my life. And actually, I remember my mother commenting on it. It was really graphic. It was a little book about vampires and different vampires in the world. And it was, an, it was a colored book. And it, was, and, it, and it went on to talk about different vampire types around the world. And they had this one particular one. I believe it was not Romania, but it was somewhere over in Eastern Europe where this, this ghoul or whatever would come out of the grave and actually like bite like bit its hand off or chewed on its hand or whatever until it got out of the coffin to go hunt for victims and it was a very graphic picture i remember my mother looking at this and being like you know you probably shouldn't be looking at this stuff you're a little young for it but my mother was she was really cool with that though but i remember her saying that so uh again and you know and and i know um i mentioned this in the book and and, and again i'm a i'm a a staunch believer that if you don't know what you're doing, you shouldn't do this. And that's the Ouija board. Uh, and me and one of my friends actually did a Ouija board session probably when I was about nine or 10. It didn't last very long. I don't think, I don't, to my knowledge, it didn't work because we didn't do it very long. And we just, it just kind of sat there in the dark and it was like, okay, this isn't working. So let's go play baseball. So I think that's what we did. But uh, so that's kind of where that started. And then as I got older uh, and things, you know, into middle school and high school, you know, I was still really into the paranormal and I had actually read a book by, you know, I butcher this guy's name all the time, uh, Rodive or Rodive, uh, who was a bird watcher. Um, and I want to say he was in Sweden, I believe. And he was out in the woods and he ended up capturing, uh, not only bird sounds, but, he, but, disembodied voices and he wasn't even trying and i think he he if i remember correctly he was capturing um voices like adolf hitler and people oh whoa 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 this is an interesting enough to do a break now kevin killen talking to us about his background in looking at the paranormal with gene and randall you're in the paracast listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from Natural Botanicals to return to a full-body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. Have you ever thought about turning your Glock, XD Family, or 1911 handgun into a semi-automatic carbine? It only takes about 30 seconds. The MechTech Carbine Upper is classified as an accessory and can be delivered right to your doorstep with no FFL or background check required. It's the world's most versatile pistol accessory. Build your custom upper today. Simply go to handgunconversion.com. That's handgunconversion.com. 
USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Trump on Saturday visited Walter Reed National Military Medical Center in Bethesda, Maryland. The president wearing a mask as he said he would because he would be unable to social distance from the wounded soldiers that he was meeting. The president also telling Telemundo that he plans to issue an executive order on immigration. I'm going to do a big executive order. I have the power to do it as president, and I'm going to make DACA a part of it. But we put it in, and we're probably going to then be taking it out. We're working out the legal complexities right now. Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott saying a shutdown will occur in Texas if everyone doesn't wear a mask. And in Michigan, if you don't wear a face mask in indoor facilities and some outdoor public spaces, you could be fined $500. You're listening to USA Radio News. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin says a second round of stimulus checks should be included in a new coronavirus relief package. Mnuchin also tells CNBC regarding unemployment insurance being extended again. He doesn't want to see folks get more than they would get if they were working. You can assume that it'll be no more than 100%. So, yes, we want to incent people to go back to work. And even at 100%, if people have jobs, we want them to go back to work. So enhanced unemployment is intended for people who don't have jobs and particularly industries that are that are harder to rebound so we will not be doing it in the same way and we're in a dramatically different situation many businesses are open many businesses want to hire more people today president trump is denying a request from minnesota's governor for money to rebuild parts of minneapolis that were destroyed during riots and looting following the death of george floyd you're listening to usa radio news Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses, your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day, but supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at immunesupportnow.com. That's immunesupportnow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. Hi, it's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. What a way to break. You're talking about somebody here, Kevin, that recorded the voice of Adolf Hitler, is it? Yeah. Okay, and so by this time, you've been reading a bunch of different books. Uh, you mentioned Hans Holzer earlier, and I mean his books, they hold down a hot air balloon, they weigh so much. They're like, they're huge, they're heavy. I mean, you don't want to be backpacking a whole bunch of those around. <laughs> now you're talking about this bird-watching guy who was out recording bird sounds and was getting some kind of electro-voice phenomena happening? 
Yeah, as I remember, like I said, he he captured voices. And again, I, I don't know if it was ever proven or disproven, but uh, again, at the time, uh, whatever scientist looked at this or analyzed this, apparently some of the voices sounded like Adolf Hitler. Some of them sounded like, um, I think one may have been Karl Marx. I think another one was defi- uh, was uh, identified as, um, oh, uh, geez, the... Um, <laughs> Psychoanalyst Young uh, The Freud? other one Freud, Freud? thank you God, okay. I had a, Freud was another one uh, And basically like I said Just all these weird These voices that came out of nowhere And he was actually in the forest out there So you're you're now about it, When you're reading this stuff are you, Like you're up to like what around 12 or Yeah about 13, 14 Somewhere still, around there still li- thir- You're still living in uh, Virginia Yes Okay, and uh, so this is basically now we're moving on like like a decade of being introduced to and exposed to some paranormal ideas and theories. Uh, so that's more than than a lot of people, even grown up, are exposed to, and uh, you're just barely getting into your teens now. So, uh, what other sort of experiences happened to you during this period? Um, there was a, a few experiences, but but not too many. And and, and some and, and one thing you have to understand, and I, I mentioned this in the book, um, we have a very active house, and by that I meant all my brothers and myself and my parents and everything. There was always people in the house, so it was very rarely that there was ever any peace and quiet, so to speak. Uh, it was it was pretty lively with people a lot of the time. So honestly, if, if there was anything that really went on, you really didn't know because. There was always somebody there or something there. But, I, I mean, I had a few experiences, um, not too many. And this is actually where I tried my first EVP, uh, was, was, was at a little cemetery not too far from where I grew up. It was in an old church, an old churchyard that had a, had a little small cemetery out front. Uh, and I, I didn't get anything because at the time I, I didn't realize that if you put it, it was built really close to a road. And, you know, I got more, you know, cars whizzing by than anything. So that, that kind of failed. And I don't know if anybody, I'm sure you guys probably remember the old handheld Panasonics. That's pretty much what it was. Um, one of those. I mean, it was a, like it was a little a AM radio kind of thing. Yeah, it was the little little square, little rectangle kind where you kind of like about the, the size handle. of a Walkman, right, or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember those yeah. things. Panasonic. Yeah, so, that goes way yeah. back. Yeah, so it was one of those, and, and and again, I used to, you know, that that was my thing. I used to listen to different tapes back then when we, you know, and again, for the, some of the younger listeners, uh, we actually had tapes that we had to listen to. We didn't have CDs. So if we wanted music, we went to the store to get tape tapes, <laughs> physical tapes. Uh, sometimes, you know, if they got caught in the little thing in the tape recorder, you had to break out the pencil and then rewind them through back through that, and hopefully you can salvage them. You have to be a certain age to remember that, right, Gene? <laughs> I will have no comment to make on that. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so I even remember further back than that with eight-track tapes. I mean, if you think cassettes were bad, at least you could stick a pencil in there and, and wind them back. Eight tracks were a whole other mysterious thing where the tape goes in and makes this one long, giant loop. And so you could put an eight-track in, and it would just play over and over and over and over again. 
Yeah, you know what I find fascinating is if you still go to yard sales today, you can still find people selling eight tracks, even though there's no eight track players, but they'll sell the tapes. Well, that's I because mean, I, I, you know there's people that collect. Okay, there's people that collect classic cars that have the original eight track decks in them. Oh, that's and right. so yeah, so you, you know the people who want to keep it all original. Uh, they want those in there, and they actually sounded pretty good. I mean, until the tape gets wound up inside, you have to spend 20 minutes fishing it out, you know, but, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yes. I remember, I remember those, those days. days. Yeah, I remember that when the, you know, when they, they, it'd speed up and it'd get caught, or you hit the eject button and it wouldn't eject, and then you had to spend, you know, get the butter knife out and try and fish it out. So, oh, yeah, I remember those days. <laughs> Well, I mean, in a way, some of the early tech might have been better for capturing some of mm. this stuff. Like, you know, we like they had Polaroid and film cameras and they tended not to break down or, or malfunction like these digital ones. It seems like whenever something comes along, it messes up the digital somehow and people get uh, nothing or static or the battery dies. But if in if back in the old days, if you had just a regular film camera, you wound that around with a little lever, the film moved through, the whole thing was mechanical, and you could always get a picture with them. Right, and that's actually interesting that you brought that up because I actually talked to other people um, about that, and they've actually talked to me. They they actually said because I have one of the 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 new. Oh, I guess it's not that new, but it's, it's the current the digital. I have a digital handheld Sony that I use now, but I used to use the, the Panasonic handheld uh, with the little mini cassettes and those were great. And, and the person I was talking to was a paranormal investigator. And he said, you he said, Kevin, he said, honestly, tell me between your Sony and your Panasonic, which, which caught better. And I was like, Panasonic. And he's like, exactly. And I told him I threw it in a box somewhere. He said, Kevin, fish that thing out, man, and start using that. You'll probably get better results. And I didn't think about that. But yeah, you're right. A lot of the older technology is a lot better than the newer stuff. Well, yeah, at least for some of this, uh, you know, capturing the paranormal on tape or on, on video. Because it makes you wonder, like these days, if, if it's too good, if it looks too good, you're immediately going Photoshop, right? Right. You can't really do that with a film camera, not that easily anyway. I mean, I guess Edward Meyer did that. I mean, if you, unless you believe actually that the pictures he took were of real uh, flying saucers and beam ships and, and everything else. But right. these days, not very many people do. Right. Um, you know, that, that brings to the question. That's actually a really good good point that you made, Randall. Um, the brown lady of Raynham Hall, which is one of the most famous ghost photos, um, that was taken, I think, in the 30s. Uh, and, and obviously they had the, you know, that 30s technology. And I, to me, that's probably one of the best I've ever seen because you can you can see right through this thing and see the staircase. And again, back then you didn't have Photoshop. There were way to doctor things, but I, I think you'd have to go through a whole thing to actually doctor this up. So in my opinion, that's probably one of the most authentic photos we've ever had. Interesting. Now, did anyone else in your family experience any of this stuff along with you? Well, I guess your mom did because she heard the footsteps when you were young. Uh, who else, if anyone? Um, well, actually, like I said, my, my mother, um, she, she had more experiences than she let on. Um, I found out later that for whatever reason, she never wanted to talk about these things. 
and I, I know for a fact, or at least I suspect, that she had more knowledge of these things than she let on. I think the one time, the one thing she ever she ever did say to me is when we were living in the house in Virginia, she said, you know, when, when there is a every once in a while where we where we did have some peace and quiet, she always heard some weird things, some noises, you know, creaking things like that. And she actually said that she actually heard it sounded like somebody was walking upstairs. In, in the bedroom, which later on, I actually had those experiences pretty much nightly with footsteps in that room. And she's, but other than that, she never really said much. And and again, because I think most of it had to do with the fact that it was kind of like Grand Central Station in my house all the time. And you know, they they, they the you know spirits were probably doing their thing, and, and you couldn't hear anything because you know everything was drowned out by what was going on with the with the with the living world. So, Kevin, Gene, and Randall, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, All sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. Stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. Silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at Silverlungs.com. That's Silverlungs.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Extendivite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. John Hess, 5 out of 5 stars. Awesome. Probably my only review, but at age 40, I was getting bad heart throb and left arm pain, mainly before bed. I even stopped smoking and drinking sodas for a month, and that didn't work. After one day of taking Extendivite, it was gone and hasn't returned in three years. I've ordered Extendivite 13 times, so Amazon just said. Juliet Hordick. I've ordered this product before in liquid form. It is fantastic. My whole family's been on it. 
To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with ExtendoVite. Dahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. So it naturally has antifungal, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-infection, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. But maybe more importantly, Dahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea builds corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer happens to die in oxygen. The tea is great for healthy people and can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. Dahibo Tea Club's original pure Pau de Arco Super Tea is only $34.95 plus shipping. Order now at ShopSuperTea.com or call 818-984-6100. That's ShopSuperTea.com or call 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, Kevin... You grew up in an interesting house. I mean, we didn't have lots of people coming to where I lived in Brooklyn. And even if we did, I doubt very much that we would have seen anything strange. It was just an old brownstone in Brooklyn, New York. Go on with the experiences, please. Sure. Uh, so, so yeah. Um, and, and again, there, there was just, you know, a lot of things going on. And, and let me preface this by saying, you know, by saying that, and, and I put this in the book, um, it, it, at the time it was pretty painful, but, but now that I've, I've, I've moved on and, and things have happened, um, my three, two of my older brothers were chemically, uh, addicted to, to, various substances I had a um, both alcohol and substance abuse issues and my mother also did as well so there was a lot of that so that their friends would come over and then they'd have like a big party and this and that and and all that time so so again through most of high school that's usually what was going on is that there were always somebody there and I put this in the house because I used to I had a good friend of mine where I, just to get out of, get out of the house because you know, I wasn't into that at the time and being an introvert I'm I'm I'm, I'm very introverted still um, at the time I that a lot of noise and people bothered me and I realize now that I didn't know that back then but that's part of being an empath is that I, I don't like a lot of people around. So what I would do is I had a couple close, close friends. I'd go hang out with them and we'd stay up all night and just, you know, watch TV and chill and talk and this and that. So I'd end up coming home, you know, four or five in the morning when everybody cleared out or calmed down. And I just remembered a lot of the times it was a very sad house feeling very like the, the, the house was sad, like getting a, a sad feeling and again, not knowing where that came from, but understanding that because of everything that went on, I think that was part of it. And I think that that lent itself to what was going on in the house at the time. And also I had gotten into some occult type 
material that I should not have been messing with. And that probably had something to do with some experiences that I had there as well. Well, tell us a bit about some of those. Sure. Um, So uh, right before I graduated high school, this would have been uh, late 80s, early 90s, I discovered um, Aleister Crowley. And uh, I used to go to, you know, back then they used to have a ton of different different bookstores that you could go. And I used to I used to frequent bookstores all the time. I've always been an avid reader. So, you know, I'd I'd frequent the occult area and everything. Well, I stumbled upon Aleister Crowley and one of his books. And I think actually, you know, Anton LaVey, I I bought I, I think I bought the Satanic Bible for what I have no idea. But again, when you're a teenager, you're curious, this and that. So I got into that a little bit and and was just kind of like, wow, these what's you know, what's going on with these people? And then, you know, I saw that they were conjuring and all that. And I was like, hmm, that's kind of neat, you know, although it doesn't look like that's good. And also another another person I was really into uh, at the time uh, was, uh, geez, I can't remember. He was a fiction writer. Um can't think of his name, but he was a, a cult writer. And Edgar Allan Poe has always been a hero. I've always loved Edgar Allan Poe. So I, I was reading a lot of Poe at the time. Um, Bram Stoker, of course, Dracula, you know, reading a lot of the Victorian age novels that were very dark and gothic and things like that. Uh, so I had a lot of that going on. And so, you know, I, I would do certain things. And this is about the time. And, and again, this is talking about the, the musical uh, aspect of things. Um, and I, again, this is probably just because I was a teen and I didn't know any better. Um, I started listening to death metal. I don't know. If oh, you're death any, metal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so if you metal guys are familiar is, with, Oh, and I couldn't understand what they were saying, but it sounded cool and neat. Cause I was like yeah. 18, 17, sure. you know, cannibal corpse was a fave. I don't know why, <laughs> but <laughs> so, you know, I would sit there and I would hit, you know, I'd play cannibal corpse and I, and, and I would just kind of like sit there. I'd light a candle in the dark and just kind of sit there. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't do anything. It was just kind of, you know, I don't know, just, I, I, I guess, you know, in today's, language they were probably that they probably would have would have been been you know worried about oh well you know he's depressed and i'm i didn't wear the black i didn't do all that i, I you know but I, again i just attributed it to be being you know a little little eccentric or, or whatever um so i started doing a lot of that and i noticed when i was sleeping in in my room at the time was my parents master bedroom and what it was is my father moved to japan to work um, in the late 80s. And my mother didn't like being in that room by herself. So she stayed downstairs and I took over essentially the master bedroom. Well, the master bedroom had, you know, a pretty good sized bed towards the one wall. And then you had the door leading into the hallway. Well, and, and it, it was long way. The bed was long way. So it went from like wall to wall, like the side side of the bed was facing the door. So you had like maybe, I don't know, five or six feet from the bed to the door. Um, and and it, was, it, was, it was all wood. So every night I would hear footsteps, like somebody literally walking in my room, like walking in circles or walking up to the bed and then walking away. Well, I was so scared that if I had my back to them, that I wasn't going to turn over and say, oh, my God, because I've seen enough horror movies to know I don't know what I'm going to be looking at. So I decided, OK, I'm not going to do this. Uh, but this was almost like a nightly occurrence. These footsteps would, would do this nightly. And, uh, you know, and again, I, I never had any answer. And, and, and also we had a really creepy there was a crawl space in that room. 
And if anybody's ever been in crawl spaces, yeah, they're they're creepy anyway. But oh we have yeah, them. yeah. I've got yeah. a crawl space in my basement where I used to do a lot of my late night work, so I wouldn't disturb anyone else in the house. So I would go down there, and I had a little office set up. Uh, in the part that wasn't the crawl space, the normal part, but you could see off into the shadows. And, and when it's two, three o'clock in the morning, and uh, you know, I'd be listening to the paranormal radio shows and working on my UFO and other stuff, and and and, and you could look off into that crawl space and. And uh, there was one night where there was a guest on one of these shows and they were talking about how they were looking into some crawl space just like that. And they could see these glowing red eyes looking out. (laughs) It was pretty. Yeah. Okay. So I know the feeling. (laughs) Yeah. And this was one of those weirder ones because basically it was it was, you know. The, the way the house was, you know, shaped, this was the crawl space and they had the slanted roof. So it was like right there. And, and we, we use that for storage for like pictures and just junk and, and everything. But, but again, you know, any crawl space at any time, I think is pretty creepy, whether it's in a basement or a upstairs bedroom. Uh, so yeah, the, these footsteps happen like almost nightly, pretty much. Well, for how um, long? Like were other people in the uh, house well, hearing these as well, or like what was going on? Why were, were yeah, you well, the only yeah, one awake? Yeah, my, or what my was mother, going? yeah, yeah, my mother would hear these. Okay, you know, that's what that's one thing that she told me. She said, you know, when when nobody was here, she would hear like somebody was walking up in my room. But again, my house was really loud all the time because again, with all the foot traffic and everything and and, and music and and uh, one of my, one of my brothers that um, and again, I, I just want to throw this out there because I'm dealing with this now. Um, that was. In that situation where he was addicted, he just passed uh, two weeks ago. Oh, uh, condolences. So I, Sorry to hear you. that. Thank you. That, that's um, rough. So, I, I've lost it, a brother, too, and it's uh, it's one of the hardest things uh, ever. So Yeah, and I, I wasn't close to him. Uh, we were actually estranged, but I've been named his executor because there's nobody else in the area. So I'm handling all of his affairs on top of everything else. Oh, but wow. the reason I bring, the reason I bring that up also is because I have talked to so many people that were friends of his that during this this you know taking care of his stuff that have come to me and didn't know anything about me and said, hey, you know, we still feel him around here. And then I tell them, I said, oh well, you don't know who I am, do you? And then I tell them and I show them the book or whatever, and we start talking about the paranormal. And th- and I was just amazed at how many people say, yeah, he's still here. I said, I know he's still here. I feel him. He's with me. I know that. Then I tell them who I am, show them the book and everything. And they're like, oh, wow, that's cool. So then they start talking. And it's kind of interesting because, like I said, that's one reason I really brought that up is just to to say that, you know, without even knowing who I was or what I do, people were starting to say, yeah, we feel him around here and his presence is here and, and this and that. And, of course, I know that, but they didn't. So it's kind of a comfort to them, I think, to know that, yeah, he is here. You know, he is well, his there's essence that, is still around. There's that sort of an empathic thing with people. People do have uh, – it's – I guess it's a kind of a psychic ability or a sixth sense. And uh, it seems like we can talk about, say, a sixth sense or or a, a bit of a premonition or a feeling. I have get. a premonition right now, Randall, that there's going to be a break. I can just sense it. With Kevin, Gene, and Randall, you're in. The Paracast.
for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Stop aging now. Restore those joints. Boost your strength. Because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the market. Dr. Bill Deagle's Red Deer Velvet DR has been approved by the U.S. Patent Office. Imagine stem cell rejuvenation all in one capsule without huge expense. Dr. Bill MD discovered that as an unborn baby grows in the mother's womb, he or she does not deteriorate or physically age. Red Deer Velvet DR, like the uterus, provides 300 biomolecules and six hormones protected in one special DR capsule that delivers lipid packages directly into your circulation. This patented technology bypasses the stomach and is released into the small bowel unaltered by digestive enzymes and stomach acid. Remember, Red Deer Velvet DR. Improve endurance, simulate your immune system, increase learning ability, and even improve sexual libido with Red Deer Velvet DR. Click NutriMedical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I Medical.com. Or call toll-free 888-212-8871 and get on the road to a newer, rejuvenated, happier you. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Understand I have no psychic abilities, whatever. And no, I do not respond to the word psycho. Go ahead, Randall. Yeah, just before the break, we were talking about how people do seem to have this sixth sense or they'll experience deja vu. There's lots of little things where people are perfectly fine admitting that they have these these um, feelings. But as soon as you say the word psychic or paranormal, all of a sudden there's something taboo about that. So, you know, on one hand, we kind of do accept that it exists. But on the other, we're also skeptical of it. Yeah, that's definitely true, and I, I still find that today. Uh, and that's one of the reasons I wrote this book, is because I wanted to understand things. I, I still don't understand anything more now about any of this stuff than I did before publishing the book or actually in the middle of writing the book or even before I started the book. I'm still looking for answers, and I, I may or may never get those. But again, I, I wanted to, to put put it out there and say, hey, you know, this is me, and this is what I've gone through, and then have other people say, oh, my God, I've been through that. I've had this. I've had that. And he is, too. And and again, it's kind of like and, – and I bring this up, and it's nothing to take away because I know there's two totally different things, but it's like an assault victim. You know, an assault victim will – relate more to somebody that's been in that situation rather than somebody that has not, so to speak. So, 
for me, like I said, if you've seen a spirit, heard something or whatever, you can read page whatever and say, oh, my God, I, I've had this experience, too. And so is he. And you, you kind of get a feeling of community, so to speak. And you feel Absolutely. a little better about yourself. So that's one reason I put this book out there to say, hey, this is who I am. This is what I've done. And this is what I've gone through. And I think everybody's a little crazy. They have to be. <laughs> but hey, you know, I'm functioning and, and, and this is what I can do. And and other people, you know, who are afraid to to maybe say, you know, and again, but you're right, there's still a huge taboo, although we have come very far in, in 10, 15, 20 years uh, or so with these shows and, and, and putting it out there in the mainstream, but it's still hugely taboo. Right. It's like everybody knows it's going on, but you got to be careful talking about it. And like you were saying before, some people believe you do have to be careful talking about it because you don't yeah, know what and, you might yeah. conjure up. Absolutely. And, and I firmly believe that. And, and that's why I think some of the experiences that I had in my house had to do with the negative energy being brought in there through my family and their friends, but also the things that I was doing with the occult. I think that had a lot to do with some of the experience that I've had to this point. There's a residual stuff that goes on there, but I think in that house, that's kind of what it was, whatever it was. It was brought there. Okay, well, let's just... Uh talk a little bit here to familiarize our listeners a little bit more with you. Uh, you grew up and became a social worker specializing in substance abuse after all of this, which is not surprising. So you're seeing a lot of this on a daily basis. You're exposed to these rather powerful emotions and circumstances. And these experiences have continued with you from the age of five right through on and off to the present day. Yeah, and, and I think and I, I can see that it, it work. And, and I think I put this in the book that there's actually, you know, what we call the community. I work in a residential treatment facility. So we have like the, the main living room area where they do a lot of their work and their groups and things like that. I've actually gone through there at night because I work overnight usually that it feels like I'm walking through pea soup because the negative energy is so thick it's just it hits you like a like a like a wet blanket and it's all I can do to get through there and because my ability as an empath has increased in the last few years since I've actually opened up and studied it and tried to improve on it so yeah with me developing the the empathic ability I can actually feel before I hit the door whether it's going to be a bad night or a good night and I think that's great because it actually helps me as a, as a as a worker to know that I might walk into a lot and I've walked into some we've had some really concerning things where we've had, we've had people relapse we've had people do certain things I've had people try to commit suicide so again this does help me and I'll actually relay that to the the other person I'm working with, hey, we might want to be careful tonight. I got a feeling. And at first they were kind of like, yeah, whatever. Then when the book came out, they were like, hmm, that's interesting. And then now, you know, I'm almost like a parlor trick. I'll, I'll actually tell people, pick up the phone. And they'll be like, what? Then the phone will ring. <laughs> and then will be like, oh, okay. So at first it was like, oh, hey, that was kind of cute. How'd you do that? And then as I started, kept doing it, they were like, okay, something's going on here. Maybe we ought to listen to him. Yeah, I kind of toned that down because I think it was kind of freaking people out too much. But again, that that's one of the things that I actually enjoy about it, being an empath is, like I said, it does help me tremendously in this field. And also when I'm working with the clients, uh, picking up their energy and their feelings and their thoughts, I can 
kind of know what way to steer them and what direction to try and help them through the day. Now, you're not Counselor Troy here, I realize that, but this is something you have to do in person or can you sense someone remotely? Uh, you know, I've never tried that, but I'm, I'm sure I could. I know people who can. I've never actually tried that with the remote doing it, but I actually know people who can do that. So I just usually just do it in person. Well, that's really interesting how you've taken something that was really kind of negative from your earlier years and turned it into something very positive in your later years. Again, I try not to think too much about that, uh, you know, but, you know, because it's kind of like, you know, if you guys watch the movie Twister, do you remember that movie, the tornado movie? Uh, with the cow in the, in the yes. tornado? Yes. <laughs> that was Helen yes. Hunt and Bill Paxton. Yes. Yes. Now, it's too bad about Bill Paxton, by the You know what's funny about Bill Paxton? When you see him in Twister, then you think in True Lies, the role he played. Oh, yes. So different. Exactly. He died too young. Go ahead, please. (laughs) But uh, the the reason I I make that uh, analogy is is Helen Hunt's character. Remember when she was describing why she was doing what she was doing? She said, you know, you don't know what it's like when you see a a tornado hit this house and skip this one and go to this one. And she was trying to, you know, save people. You know, and and sometimes I kind of wonder if I do the same thing. Like, okay, maybe if I can save one person here, then – It'll all be worth all the stuff I went through with Prix. We've we've lost a lot of people uh, along the way in, in my family, as well as their friends growing up, who who finally cleaned up their act, but it was too late, and their bodies were so abused that they ended up dying. So there's been a lot of death around that. So I don't know. Maybe in some 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 way, I think, well, maybe I could have saved somebody back in the day by doing what I do now. This is a really common thing that we're finding with people who are interested in the paranormal and hauntings. Uh, Two of our other favorite guests that have been on the show that are involved in this, Morgan Knudsen and Paranormal Rona, they both have the same outlook. They do it because they want to help people who are having these experiences. And in some cases, while these experiences, they're not paranormal, but even if they're not paranormal, the sense of satisfaction that they get from helping people out is what keeps them going. Yeah, and definitely that that's the thing. And, you know, I, I tell people, uh, you know, that, that read my book or just in passing, if we talk, maybe somebody at work. You know, I've told people at work, you know, because it's funny because, you know, th- this is what I kind of suspected when I first got this book published. I, I really didn't want people at work to know because I didn't know how they were going to react because I, you know, most of the people at work, I pretty much figured that they wouldn't believe me anyway. They think I was a quack or whatever. So uh, I was a little concerned about that, but it was really funny because once my book came out and they found out that I got published and what I, what I wrote about all of a sudden I was starting to get pulled aside and, Oh, Hey, Kevin, by the way, this happened to me, dot, dot, dot. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay. So yeah, there, there's been a lot of that, and there's actually a couple people I work with that have had paranormal experiences that I've told them. I said, "Hey, you know, maybe 
I can help you with that. You don't understand it. It scares you or whatever, you know, so text me or call me on off days or whatever. We'll talk about it to see maybe if we can figure this thing out. So there's been some of that. So that that's, that's actually been good. Uh, but, yeah, I, I definitely think there is. But, again, still on the other hand, there's still that whole stigma of, yeah, we really don't believe that. We've got more things for you to believe here with Kevin and Randall and Jr. in the Paracast. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. When you have a pain in the neck, a real pain in the neck, back, shoulder, or legs, you now have two convenient choices to get fast relief without taking another pill. Because now, Sunny Bay heating wraps and pillows are available at both Amazon and Walmart. Yes, see Sunny Bay's four-and-a-half to five-star customer reviews on Amazon.com or Walmart.com. Our made-in-the-USA microwavable heat wraps, heatable neck pillows, and extra-large body wraps are designed better for perfect support where and when you need it. Even while driving, Sunny Bay Wraps will not burn and stay balanced to provide soothing hot or cold therapy to help treat temporary or chronic pain. And the best part? Sunny Bay quality products start at under $20. Join thousands of happy customers and see why Sunny Bay products have a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. It's easy. Click Amazon or Walmart and search today for Sunny Bay. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine Tablets, 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. That's 877-878-4203. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... 
Take Jake's advice. Give Federal Tax Management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the Federal Tax Management Hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. With more people listening to radio than visit Google, Facebook, or YouTube, from the very young to the very old, everyone listens to radio. Pillow companies, alarm, identity theft, nutrition, insurance, banking, automotive. The list goes on and on. Billion dollar businesses. Why? The answer is radio. The media everyone tunes into. Find out how effective and affordable radio can be for your business. Contact 877-996-4327 or advertise at GCNlive.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Do you find at all that some of the people who have substance abuse problems may have gotten that way because they've had paranormal encounters they couldn't handle? That is a great question, Gene. I do believe that there are people out there that have experienced things like that. I have not come across that in in my dealings. Um, Usually, unfortunately, it's been through some sort of trauma, you know, some sort of physical or mental trauma. Uh, And and this is, you know, not to, to knock the area that I live in. I live in North Virginia, which is one of the richest areas in the country. And I actually had one of my clients who was a younger guy. I I told him, I said, you know, he was explaining his background and he had good parents and, and, you know, he came from some money and, you know, I knew where he lived in the area and everything. I said, why are you here? I said, what got you started, man? And he said, he honestly, he looked at me, he said, you know what, Kevin, boredom. And I said, boredom? I said, dude, you can, if you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. He was like, you would think that, wouldn't you? And I said, well, yeah, I grew up here too. But I, you know, I fought my own demons, but it was just amazing that I'm sitting here thinking, geez, this guy could have had everything. And here he is in his 20s because he ended up, you know, doing heroin when he was 15 or whatever. Now he's in here. But I, I think, honestly, more often than not, a lot of people do have experiences with the paranormal and don't know how to deal with it. And, and they do turn to alcohol and drugs to cover it up. And I think some people are actually haunted to the extreme where they have no recourse they don't know how to get rid of, of, of whatever this is, and they don't know how to deal with it. And those are some of the extreme cases. And I'm sure there's been psychics out there and paranormal investigators who have dealt with people who are haunted or with attachments like that who have – they don't know how to deal with it. So um, I'm sure some people out there have actually killed themselves because they couldn't deal with it. It's been so extreme. What occurs to me as I listen to this, Kevin, is that mental health professionals by and large, although some are exceptions, do not – understand how to deal with this so if somebody said to them well i saw a ghost or i had this encounter or whatever or i was abducted by a little gray alien they think these people are just crazy just imagining things they wouldn't even begin to approach the possible reality behind what they encountered Absolutely. Uh, And that's actually a really good point because this is what happened to me because of confidentiality and I didn't want to jeopardize my position with the company, I was not allowed to talk to clients about this. 
when I was finishing up the book, the last maybe 30, 40 pages I actually wrote while I was actually at work at night and actually had a couple of experiences to add to the book. So that was kind of nice. But I wasn't able to talk to people. So what it, when my book came out and some of the clients and former clients found out I had written this book, all of a sudden, hey, Kevin, I never told you this, but this happened on the second floor. And then all these stories started coming out about people telling me paranormal experiences they had in the facility and they I could they didn't know I was writing a book and I couldn't talk to them about it and I was just like yeah this is how it goes so it's kind of interesting that I, I could tell when they were telling me this knowing that I believed them that this great weight came off of their shoulders by telling me this not only was I a counselor about drugs and alcohol but I could actually counsel them on these paranormal experiences and they know that when they told me I'm not going to scoff at them and be like oh yeah that, that really happened yeah, because uh, you know you can imagine someone who say is confiding in a mental health professional who doesn't believe that is just going to have the fear that they're going to be perceived as uh, mentally unstable. Whereas if you've got someone else who's had experiences and is level-headed and can talk to you about it, then they would feel much more comfortable sharing their own experiences with a person like yourself. Right. And and again, I I just thought that was really interesting. The fact that I kind of had an inkling that that was going to happen is once people found out I wrote this book and I couldn't talk to them that all of a sudden, Hey, by the way, this happened to me again, I get a certain feeling going through the building and I've had, again, I've had some experiences there that I've actually put in the book. So there is an energy and there are spirits there from people that have passed, you know, so it doesn't surprise me when people tell me that I I haven't had anybody tell me that lately, but we have a new bunch of people in there actually because of the COVID, a lot of the people have gone. So we actually, our population is down. So whether they have experiences or not, I I really, again, I'm not comfortable right now talking with them about that just for the fact that, you know, with everything going on, I'd rather not risk it. Right. You know, yeah, because it can be perceived as something negative. And uh, we're also skipping quite a ways ahead from from where we left off just in the last couple of segments. When we were talking about when you were younger, you were getting into death metal and you were experiencing that whole um, sort of teen angst, you know, early 20s angst that people can go through and started to realize that when you have that negative energy, it can attract these uh, types of experiences to you in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And the more that I I studied this and and, and try to figure that out, uh, I think more more of that's what happened. So I'll, I'll go ahead and go into my first EVP capture. I was right out of high school, maybe about a year out of high school, and I finally found myself in that house by myself. There was totally no one in the house. And this was like the first time that the, that, that had been in a long time where there wasn't someone in that house. So I had the um, – and I'm sure some of your listeners will be familiar with the, the boom box back then with the dual cassettes and the detachable speakers. That was that was oh, yeah. my little setup. Yeah, so that, that was my setup. So I went ahead and I said, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do this. So I popped in the 60-minute Maxell tape. Hit plan record, and I said, "Okay, if there's anything in here or anybody in here that wants to talk to, to you know, show me." Basically, is what I told him. And I went ahead and went to a friend's house and let the tape roll, and came back about an hour, hour and a half later, rewound the tape, and, and played it. And for most of the 
the whole tape, there was nothing but white noise, you know, until about maybe the last minute, minute and a half, there was some drumming, first of all. It sounded like somebody was actually beating on top of the machine, and I was like, wow, what's that? That's crazy. There's nobody here. Who's? What's this about? Then there were some weird blips and bleeps, and I don't know what that was either. I still haven't figured that out. That may have been some sort of defect in the tape, but at the very, very end of this tape, like the last 10 seconds, this voice came through. It was low and guttural and said, I have shown you. Ha ha. And I fell out of my chair. Hair went standing on end, and I ran out of the house because I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) I got something. And this thing sounded – and I don't like to use the D word because I think that's a little overblown and thrown around, but it did sound demonic. But I – to this day, I don't believe it was demonic. I think it was just an evil spirit or something or maybe a spirit messing with me. I don't know, but – it was there, and it, it, it scared the hell out of me. Well, maybe <laughs> I mean, maybe it I liked was, the, the brand of death metal that you were playing, and it was it was attracted, uh, you know, to your to the groove or something. You know, yeah, like, it could have been, and and that's that's the crazy thing is is again, I I have a feeling that I attracted that, or at the very least, it was always there, maybe dormant, perhaps, and things that my brothers and their friends were doing coupled with what I was doing brought something forward and woke it up. But that definitely, and and again, that stays with me forever. And I I can hear that voice in my head right now and I get goosebumps because it was just chilling. This is chilling too, or maybe it's not chilling. You'll find out in a moment more to come with Kevin, Jeannie and Randall. You're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day? Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com or call toll free 844-443-6637. That's GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. More than 68,000 new coronavirus cases were reported on Friday in the United States, which broke the country's record for a third consecutive day. Utah, Georgia, Montana, North Carolina, Iowa, and Ohio all hit new high coronavirus highs on Friday. Much of the United States, from the Gulf Coast to the desert southwest, 
is under some form of heat warning this weekend. Temperatures are expected to reach a record high of 106 degrees in Dallas. Meanwhile, cities further west could see temperatures hit 120 degrees. Dr. Diane Hess has some ways to keep you cool while the temperatures remain hot. Don't really need, I mean, many people turn to those um, hydration drinks like a Gatorade or an electrolyte drink. Water is fine. Uh, just it's nicer if it's cool because then it does cool the core body temperature. Like if you have cool fluids in you. You're listening to USA Radio News. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin says a second round of stimulus checks should be included in a new coronavirus relief package. Mnuchin also tells CNBC regarding unemployment insurance being extended again, he doesn't want to see folks get more than they would get if they were working. You can assume that it'll be no more than 100%. So yes, we want to incent people to go back to work. And even at 100%, if people have jobs, we want them to go back to work. So enhanced unemployment is intended for people who don't have jobs and particularly industries that are that are harder to rebound so we will not be doing it in the same way and we're in a dramatically different situation many businesses are open many businesses want to hire more people today president trump is denying a request from minnesota's governor for money to rebuild parts of minneapolis that were destroyed during riots and looting following the death of george floyd you're listening to usa radio news Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now, 1-800-900-8407. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now, 1-800-900-8407. That's 1-800-900-8407. 1-800-900-8407. This is Be the Merciless. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, exactly according to my plan. So, I don't know. I can tell you one experience where I had kind of chills. And this goes back to the late 60s, where... My first wife, Geneva, and I have a brand new car, cheap car, little Opel Cadet, which is like priced like a Volkswagen. And we drove towards the radio station I worked at in Tuscumbia, Alabama, and there was like a mile of woods that we drove through at night on a two-lane road, and we got the chills that something was watching us, and we could not feel comfortable till we drove out of there. That's about as close as it gets for me. Oh, I'm sure there was. Yeah, uh, you're talking Alabama. There's probably Civil War stuff looking at you. We were, by the way, this is interesting. We were in what they call the Quad Cities of Alabama, which is Tuscumbia, Sheffield, Muscle Shoals, and Florence. This was at the time when the most famous artists, blues artists in the country, were going to the Muscle Shoals Sound Studios to do right. all their great recordings. And I lived and worked, what, just a few minutes from there. 
man. I didn't know it then. Well, forests and are, are spooky places for me a lot of the time anyway. I grew up through my younger years, through my teens, in a, in a place called Invermere in British Columbia. And we lived just outside of town. And before I had my driver's license, I would either ride my bicycle uh, into town or I would just walk or I'd get a ride in with someone like from the family. And then I would just walk home at night. At night out there, there's no big city lights reflecting off the sky to light the way. And when there's no moon, it's pitch black when you get away from the city. And there's a stretch of road there where the only way that you knew that you were on the road is to feel that you were walking off and you could feel the gravel. And that's the only way to know that you were actually on the road. And I was always very glad when I got past that little stretch of, of road on the way home late at night. Oh, yeah, definitely. That, those are uh, some of the, the creepier things. Like I said, I've been in, in forests. And, I, and you know, this goes back to, to what uh, I, I've talked to other people about, is that you, you have to keep an open mind about all of this. And I'm talking aliens, Bigfoot, whatever paranormal occurrence is out there. And, and that's why I brought that up is because I, when I lived in places in West Virginia and Southern Virginia and Pennsylvania, I've been in like remote areas that like nobody could have what could live out here. You just didn't know. So would it be feasible that Bigfoot could be lurking? Sure. Why not? So, yeah. And, and I've actually found myself in the middle of of, of woods in West Virginia at three in the morning uh, in December due to a mishap that I did myself with with school and scared to death. Like, oh my gosh, I, I'm not from here. And and it was just one of the creepiest things that I've ever, but again, I, I think I had a guardian angel that night because I, I was picked up by a hitchhiker that took me to school. I was going back to school and he was drunk and this guy was hammered and he had beer cans <laughs> in the front seat and oh, he was man. going way too fast. And I was like, oh my God, why did I get in the car with this guy? And I thought for sure he's going to wrap us around a telephone pole. Luckily, somebody was looking out for me. We got to, to where I needed to go, and he dropped me off, and I said goodbye, and he left, and I was saved. But, uh, yeah, it was creepy. I mean, I was walking in the middle of nothing for like two hours before this guy came along, and it was really scary and creepy. It reminds me of Large Marge. From Pee Wee Herman's Great Adventure. That's got to be one of the best scenes ever. Um, yeah, okay. These things do happen to people. And one of the other things I'd like to just touch on, too, because you are uh, a counselor and you're very empathic and you've probably run into situations with domestic abuse, I am sure that there are other people out here who would recognize what you were talking about when you could sense what it would be like to go into the office because you had a feeling that you knew what was happening. And being a victim of domestic abuse myself, kind of in a reverse mode, uh, this is years ago, it was a situation where before the person comes through the door, you can just tell what you're in for, whether it's going to be a good day or a good evening or one of those ones that is just real awful to try and get through. You can, be, 
whether it's the sound of the way the the car door outside in the parking lot closes or the the way they grab the door handle or whatever it is it's is it's it's as if whatever it is that's about that situation precedes them and comes through the door and through the wall and you just know yeah and and unfortunately that's that's exactly how it is um and growing up again with my situation, uh, I was the same way. Like because my family liked to drink a lot, that if uh, you know if they started early, I knew that it was going to be a bad night. And and again, my brother that just passed, that was one of the the memories of him that I had growing up. Was he liked to drink the hard stuff, and. One of the better memories I have of him when he wasn't drinking, where he would just, you know, and they, they, they'd go days without drinking or whatever. And But when when he went to the liquor store and, and, and everything, I, I knew that was a night that was going to be, if he didn't pass out first, it was probably going to be some trouble. So, yeah, there was a lot of that. And you're right. You, you get the, the sense of, of, of foreboding and you just know something's going to happen. Yeah, and I think it's people that have been in these situations that understand what I'm talking about and what you're talking about there. If you've never been in those situations, you don't really get it. But for those people who have, they know. You know exactly what it is that we're talking about. But let's move off from that uh, into some more of your earlier experiences before you became a social worker. So you... Say in say through your late teens into your twenties. Uh, how about it during that period of time? Sure. Uh, so um, the, the the incident I was just talking about when I got trapped out in West Virginia. Um, I actually went to a school uh, college out in West Virginia there for a little while. Um, unfortunately, I didn't last long because uh, being that young and everything, I, I was into the. Oh, hey, one beer will turn into two. Two will turn into three. Oh, these are cigarettes. Hey, that's kind of cool. Oh, I got an 8 o'clock class. I don't care about that. Anyway, you get the idea. So uh, I basically partied my way out of school down there. But the semester I was down there, I had some experiences that were paranormal in nature, but they weren't exactly ghostly or or, or whatever. Um, one of them, the, the most distinctive one was um, we had a friend down there. Um, she was a female, and, and Jean, you'll like this because this is kind of uh, – her father was a former uh, New York P, uh, NYPD cop. NYP, yeah, he was a detective, I think, a big burly brusque guy. And it was kind of sort of out of place because in West Virginia, he, here he is with a New York accent. But he was a really nice guy, very imposing. Uh, anyway, so she decided that, oh, I'm going to show you big city boys how we drive down here. Well, it was a rain slick day and she, she was going a little too fast. So something told me, grab the door handle. I was sitting in the front seat grabbed the door handle, and sure as the minute I did that, we swerved, and she went off the road and slammed into a brick wall. So I went, yeah, so I I told the people when we were waiting for her father to come, I mean, luckily nobody was hurt, everybody was okay, Um, and I told them that. I said, hey, man, something told me, grab that door handle, and it impacted the, you know, it helped impact the blow uh, of hitting the wall, uh, so I called my mother later on and, and told her what had happened. She said, you know, Kevin, sometimes that happens. You know, you don't know where it comes from. It, it just does. And that's kind of where I got the light bulb in my head that my mom knows a little more than she's letting on. But we never really discussed that. 
Um, so that was a big one. Also, the, the second one that, that really kind of shook me a little bit was later on that uh, that semester, I think it was in October, I believe, um, they, we had a big rivalry game. It was West Virginia versus Virginia Tech in football. We're going to just break at this quarter of the game, and we'll have more to come with Kevin Gene and Randall Urin. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. Do you want to give you and your loved ones premium nutrition right now? Hi, I'm Jamel Bookaboo from TeamGaday.com and the GCN Longevity Health Team. Get your premium nutrition formulated by world-renowned naturopathic doctor, Dr. Joel Wallach at Wholesale, or also become a distributor and earn income while supporting this broadcast. Go to TeamGaday.com via the shopping cart or contact form, and I'll get back to you with support personally. That's TeamGaday.com with Longevity. TeamGaday.com. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. 
1-800-503-8625. If you have diabetes and you're on Medicare, Medicaid, or have private insurance, you may qualify for a new continuous glucose monitor. Managing your diabetes is crucial to your health. The new CGM can automatically and easily help you manage your diabetes more effectively. And by using a CGM, you can eliminate the one thing most people with diabetes dislike the most, finger sticks. Now you can automatically manage your diabetes and end the painful finger sticks. Solara Medical Supplies makes it simple for you to have a new CGM. We'll do all the insurance paperwork for you and deliver the newest in diabetic care technology right to your door. Take charge of your diabetes today with the help of a new continuous glucose monitor. Call now to learn more. 800-547-5331. 800-547-5331. 800-547-5331. That's 800-547-5331. Hi, this is James Fox. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. By the way, at one time, somebody, a fellow broadcaster, tried to train me to do sports play-by-play. I think it was baseball, not football. Play. Of course, baseball is a lot slower, so you have to talk a lot more. And you'll notice I never got into that profession. It didn't work. Go ahead, Kevin. <laughs> well, that's actually, that's, that's actually something I actually did when I moved to a school in, in Pennsylvania. I actually became a a broadcaster for their soccer team for for two two seasons and I, that and DJ was actually kind of nice so I switched uh, from broadcasting to writing before I graduated but I digress uh, so as I was saying is, is, is at the West Virginia school we were going to a football game uh, which was in Virginia Tech was about two and a half hours away from where we were and we had met some people that we had casually kind of known from school, but we didn't really know them that well. But we got to talking at a party and we said, oh, hey, we're going to the same game. So the girl was like, hey, we got some some room in the car. Why don't you guys ride with us? We said, hey, why not? That'll save us some money and some time. So uh, for whatever reason, they didn't show up. So we ended up not going. And we were just kind of like, okay, well, whatever. So later on that night, we found out that they had been in a car accident and a bad one at that. And the, the girl that had told us, hey, ride with us, suffered brain damage. And she never came back to school. And I'm not even sure she survived. But again, it was one of those, wow, that we would have been in that accident had we gone with them. Right. Wasn't there a, 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 there was a paranormal thriller kind of horror movie that had exactly that theme it's just escaping my memory right now it'll come to me in in a minute and then i'll unless you guys yeah, know what what i'm thinking of it's it's like where somebody has a premonition that something really bad is going to happen where a whole bunch of people die so they don't do it they don't get on the plane or they don't pull yeah. out into traffic and then they don't get killed but death then stalks them because yeah. they were supposed yeah. to have died, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. That 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 escapes me too. I I I've seen this. I know exactly what you're it's talking about. It's called Final Something. That's yeah. Destination. Final Destination. Destination. Yeah. Yes. Right. That's, and it's a series of films, and in each case, somebody avoids death one way, but death doesn't take a holiday. Yeah, yeah, good call, Gene. Thanks for picking up on that one. And actually, that's a, it's a really good little series of kind of weird paranormal films. And the car accident scene in the second one 
is excellent. It's just you could see that this whole thing could just happen. You yeah, know? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think that there's things that are like that? Like, do you think that there's a destiny that has to do with with ghosts or afterlives or what's yeah, really going uh, on? What do you think's really going I, on? I honestly think so. And, and let me go ahead and, and enlighten the audience about this, because this is actually what I do believe. Um, I don't believe I've touched on this before. I usually don't just because uh, it never really comes up in conversation. Um, but I had a heart attack last year. Oh, and I was at work and it was what they called the widow maker and I should have died. And my doctor told me, hey, Kevin, you know, you're, you're lucky. The guy before you, we had the same thing yesterday. This guy was a runner, physically fit. He didn't make it. You did. You need to clean up your life. Think about what you're doing. Because I, I was a heavy smoker. I didn't eat very well, things like that. So, yeah, I mean, but but anyway, um, so, yeah, I, I had the widow maker and, and I survived. So. Here I am sitting in the ICU thinking about my life, thinking about, oh, gosh, you know, what am I going to do now? Can I get back to work? Well, you know, I got to change my life. Well, first of all, you know, I, I didn't have there wasn't any white light. There weren't any relatives around to see me, you know, because I, I know that a lot of people say when it's your time to go, the relatives will come that have passed and they'll take you over. So there wasn't any of that. Um, but it the interesting part about this, or maybe it's kind of creepy my ebook was released the night i had a heart attack and i didn't even know this until about a week later so in my mind i was destined to do something and i was meant to be here for whatever time is allotted me so i should have died and i didn't for me everyone goes when they're supposed to and and, and again that woke me up and, and again I haven't I've been smoke free for over a year and I'm you know, I, I feel great. But that was my story and, and I do believe everyone has a time when they're supposed to go. Hmm. Interesting. And now the last couple of guests that we've had on, uh, they talked about the idea that some people and this is assuming that you you kind of believe in the afterlife scenario. But the, so, which we can get into later, maybe on after the Paracast, as well as some of your more recent experiences. But the idea is that some people, when they go into the afterlife, don't go all the way to their final destination, like whether it's their you know their version of heaven or Valhalla or wherever it is that they go, but they get stuck just sort of just on the other side in this in-between realm where uh, it's up to these people with their psychic abilities who believe in this to help guide them through to yet another dimension, for lack of a better word. Yeah, Do you know what I'm talking about there? What's your yeah. feeling about yeah. that? Uh, you know, Again, there, there's been some interesting theories, and, and, and one of the theories that I've been hearing a lot lately, and I've kind of studied, and I, it really intrigues me, and, and I think there might be something to this, is this multidimensional theory that there's more more than one dimension. And a lot of what ghosts may be or spirits are people coming through other dimensions and landing in our own and being like, hey, here I am. What am I doing here? So. If that's true, in my mind, um, I'm sure you guys remember the Pac-Man game from the 80s. Oh, of course, yes. And then Miss Pac-Man. 
Yes. So you remember when you could take Pac-Man out of the side on one side and he'd pop out the other side? Yeah. That's kind of my, thi- my, my thinking is that's how that works, multidimensional. They can pop in and out when they want to. So that, that to me, is intriguing. I, I, again, if there is multidimensions, that's, I think, what, what, what they can be can be happening when you know you have various stories of, of like I, I was just talking to somebody the other day about uh back in the 60s or 70s uh somewhere in england where some you know a couple was out on a drive in the country and all of a sudden they saw a roman legion coming at them and they, the roman legion paid no mind to them at all as if they weren't even there and just kept walking and doing their thing well i was thinking okay well that would explain that why why did they did not interact with the humans you know, that would explain it, and that actually has been intriguing to me, uh, and I kind of think that that's how that is. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, honestly, and some people will, will uh, come up with the idea that you, you can pretty much – you have free will on the other side as well. So you can basically do what you want when you want to, and, and I guess you know that, that kind of would make sense, I suppose, because I think when we, we pass, we keep our personalities, so I think that would – go with that um, now the also. question i would have because of what you said about multiple realities multiverse when you die are you going into an afterlife or another dimension where you continue and for how long do you continue or do you go back in time and become a younger version of yourself this creates a far more complicated version of reality yeah, absolutely. And like I said, there's so many th- things about that. And, and this is one thing that I, I try to tell people, and, and again, that I want people to keep in mind when they read my book or talk about anything paranormal, is that everything here is theory-based. We don't have any definitive answers on anything. But the idea that there are so many different, like what you just brought up, Gene, is fascinating. You could talk about that for days. Because, again, and this is one thing that I love about the paranormal is that it, it lends itself to being debatable on anything as long as people don't go overboard with it, which they tend to have a tendency to do. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I honestly don't know. My personal opinion, I think you actually go to a place that you want to go to. And then it's kind of like, you know, I hate to say it, it's like a processing center. Like you go to a place and then when it's your time to go where you need to go, they'll pick you out and then you go do that. But in that meantime, you get to meet people that you haven't seen for a while and you get to do some things and you actually have the ability to come back and forth between this realm and that realm. And again, that's just me. I don't know, but it could be something like in the Beetlejuice movie with the sandworm. You know, it could be that area. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> there was a movie. There was a movie, I believe it was called Defending Your Life, where this guy gets in an accident in his brand new BMW and he drops something. And he doesn't see the truck that's coming head on. And he has a crash and he dies. He's in the afterlife where Rip Torn helps evaluate him for the next stage. And he falls in love with a character played by Meryl Streep. And he has to kind of fix his own act before he could board the train with her to the next place. The next place is this announcement. With Gene, Randall, and Kevin, you're in... The Paracast. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. 
You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Hey, folks, Tom D. for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, ghosts, zombies, UFOs, crop circles, and more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people who seek a little more than the other dating services offer. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and you want to connect with others, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. So many people want to share their experiences with the paranormal, the afterlife, the unusual, and this is the place to meet and share common interests with those of like minds. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. That's ParanormalDate.com. Use the code word GEORGE and start meeting others. Get going now and connect with someone you like. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Any of you recall that movie? It's called Defending Your Life, I believe. Oh, it no, sounds actually, I don't, familiar. I, I'd like to but... watch it. I remember All of Me. You remember All of Me with uh, Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin, where she dies and, and her soul goes into his and he becomes her? That would be funny. <laughs> it, it, it was. It was Steve that Martin. It was classic Steve Martin. Yeah. I remember dimly. Now, the movie I'm talking about is from 1991. Albert Brooks was the star. And it's called Defending Your Life. And they call it comedy satire. All right. So uh, I don't know where you'll find it. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to look at that. That sounds interesting. Cause that, that could be very well what really does happen over there, too. Well, of course, if you got Rip Torn to judge you. <laughs> but then, you know, that led him to Men in Black. Oh, well, that's right. Yeah. Well, then he had the movie The Sixth Sense, right, with Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and that's a pretty interesting show, too. What do you think of that kind of a portrayal of are there people like that, do you think, that actually do see dead people and of course i don't want to do the spoiler on on the movie but you know bruce willis plays the part of a of a counselor who's treating this young child who believes he sees dead people that was one of the first films that made m night Shyamalan. see i can pronounce his name properly (laughs) famous 
All right. So I thought it was one of his best films. And also demonstrated that Bruce Willis, when he's given the right role, is a pretty darn good actor. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I think that definitely is a possibility. But honestly, what I thought was more more closely to what really does happen, I think, is do you, did you guys ever see the movie The Others with Nicole Kidman? I don't recall it at the moment. That Just was, give us a yeah, brief was, synopsis. Yeah, uh, basically, she she's a mother in Britain, and her during the World War One, and her husband gets killed in the war, and they live in a house and everything. And so, basically, the premise is you think that that's their house, but in the end, you find out that they're the ghosts. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, so the, the I, twist, I kind of twist thinking, in the plot. Right. So in my opinion, I think honestly that that could be what goes on is is where their ghosts like right now I'm sitting here in somebody's seat and they're wondering who the hell is in my seat because maybe I'm their ghost. Well, that goes back to the multiple reality thing, too. Right. If we're drifting in and out of realities and we're not aware of it, you know, we just go through our business. But somebody else looks at us and says, oh, my God, what is that? Which, of course, is what people have said about me for a long time. (laughs) <laughs> i don't think you're alone there gene you it's uh, no wonder that we're you're into the paranormal here i mean those are interesting questions though because it really makes us question well what is reality then how do we know we are not right. dead right, <laughs> right? Exactly. And, and you know and, and i i think somebody on another show once once said this and i thought that was funny it was so simplistic but it was true that i guess we'll find out when we get there you yeah, know, but unless and, we don't know honest, we're there. Right, right? exactly. And, and, you know, I've actually thought of that. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but I've actually thought that, like, just walking around, like, what if I didn't survive my heart attack? What if I am dead right now? What if I'm going through all these things and I really am dead and this is my reality and I don't even know it? I've actually we are that. your worst nightmare. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That would mean that I'm not real either. That would mean that Gene's not real, that we're with, or that we have some other version of us in some other realm, right? Exactly. We all have Bizarro <laughs> Superman, you know? We have Bizarro well, Gene, Bizarro Randall, and Bizarro Kevin, you know? Well, okay, Throw in but, a Mixel Plague, and we've got, you know, <laughs> super friends, right? Oh, God. <laughs> Well, what I was getting at earlier, though, with this spirit rescue thing is, I mean, if you look up spirit rescue now on Google, there's all kinds of this going on. There's these people who believe that they're out there doing this sort of psychic social work to help people transition from the this mid realm into their fuller afterlife and so we had right. Stephen williams on from memphis spirit rescue An yes, interesting actually, guy yes yeah i i heard him on another podcast uh, a couple days ago very interesting yeah you know i was just kind of wondering what your take is on on that and and so do you think this is just some kind of uh and, and you know i don't want to offend any psychics out there but do you think that people are just getting into this because it's sort of the it's the thing to do or or is there something to it you know, honestly, I, I think there may be something to this. However, I think, unfortunately, because we have those dreaded shows where, you know, the D word is thrown around and that's got to be a demon and that's got to be this, you know. And, and again, I'm not taking anything away from people that, that are doing that. But in my mind, I'm smart enough to know, OK, well, you need ratings to survive. So 
you're going to throw that rock over there and it's going to hit that. I'm not saying that things don't happen, but I know I, I know that what you see on TV nine times out of ten never really happens anyway because that's just not – that doesn't have how these things work. So I think that there's validity to that because I think certain people have to be because I think, again, you keep your personality when you pass. And if you're a bad person in life, you're going to be a bad person in the afterlife. And then you may get stuck here because you're trying to make amends for what you've done. And if that's the case, well, you're going to have they're, they're going to kind of block you from coming over. They're saying, hey, you're not you know, you need to go back down there and and smarten up a little bit. So I, I think there is validity to that. And, I, and but also, I think that in some cases they choose again, they have free will. I mean, you know, if you die in a house that you lived in for 50 years, that's all you know. Well, you don't want to go anywhere because this is my house. I want to stay here. I think that's what happens. And in some of my experiences, I know that's happened because I've had the owners, the previous owner in that house messing with me because that was their house. And I found that out later that they just didn't want to leave. Well, tell us a little bit more about these experiences in a little more detail. Sure. Um, when I was in, in college, I went to, after the West Virginia College, I, I went to a college in Pennsylvania where I graduated from uh, Waynesburg University uh, in southwestern Pennsylvania. It's about 30 miles west or east of, of uh, Morgantown, where WVU is, and, and about 50 miles south of Pittsburgh. Uh, so when I was a junior, um, I, I had a roommate in another house that we decided to move, and he had a he had a friend who had a little little house on the edge of town, and he said, "Hey, Kevin, you want to come come in with me, and we'll you know live together again?" I said, "Yeah, sure, why not?" So we moved into this place, and and, and we had a lot of experiences. Like uh, you know, the, immediately we had like doors opening when nobody was there, doors closing, people like sounds of people walking in the house, um, just just you know cabinets opening and closing. And he was a bartender, so he wasn't home till about three, four, five in the morning. So I was usually by myself, uh, and this went on a lot. And one day we found ourselves sitting together in, in the living room, and he turned to me. He says, "Kevin," he said, "Do you ever hear weird stuff in this house when you're not here?" Or when I'm not here, and I about fell off the couch because I was like, finally, oh, my God, I'm not the only one who's hearing these things. So we sat there for the next hour comparing notes, uh, and we were hearing the same things when we weren't in there. Um, so that was really interesting. So I, the Cheryl, who's in the book, she was a, my girlfriend. She was a psychic uh she was a psychic, and I told her to come over. I said, hey, can you shed any light on this? What's going on here? Well, she made contact with the former owner uh, of the house and said, you know, he, he's just checking up on you to make sure you guys are going to take care of his house. He really loved it here and everything. So she gave me the name, and I actually looked up the name in, in the records, and he really did exist. So I know she was a real deal. He was there, and I found him, and, and he lived in the house. But once basically that it was – told to him that hey we're okay we're gonna you know we're not gonna destroy his house he, he settled down and calmed down and whether he left or not he never bothered us again we were we weren't there for another maybe another two months but um yeah and that was that story with that one uh, okay so yeah, he definitely did hang, hang on here you're saying that your girlfriend cheryl was a psychic or is a psychic who identified a former homeowner deceased by name. Let's do a break here and get into more of Randall's question and its implications. Kevin Killen. We're talking about ghosts. More to come with Gene and Randall. And of course, Kevin, you're in the Paracast. 
Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hi, Bill Hyde here for Safe Places USA. If you're thinking it might be finally time to move out of a dangerous urban area to a safer place before things get worse, pay close attention. Because the feeling in your gut, the one telling you to get out, could save your life. Here's why. You can now find out where the safest places in this country are by going to safeplacesusa.com and checking out the Ultimate Relocation Manual. It's your personal guide to the tips, tricks, and techniques for relocating your family to the safest places in America. All broken down in 15 strategic, critical categories along with checklists and preparation sources. So if you want a clear path to getting out of Dodge, go to safeplacesusa.com. That's safeplacesusa.com. Use coupon code GCN and get half off the manual all this week. Plus, get the following books free with your ultimate relocation manual. Pandemic Survival Secrets. Your Home, Your Fortress. All free this week at safeplacesusa.com. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I helped thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. danpilla.com. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses, your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare, our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day, but supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at ImmuneSupportNow.com. That's ImmuneSupportNow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. Honorary Forest Ranger Betty White here, lending a hand to my dear friend Smokey Bear. Because for 75 years, he's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But there's a lot more to say. Like, if you park your car on tall, dry grass, the hot exhaust pipe can start a wildfire. So be careful out there. 
Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So we continue, and Randall has a question expanding on what Kevin said about his girlfriend. Kevin, is this your girlfriend now, or she was your girlfriend? No, no, she was my girlfriend. No, I'm still in contact with her. We're still good friends, though, but yeah. Right. She's an ex. You were, you were saying, though, that she identified a former, the former homeowner who was deceased by name without knowing who this was. Did I pick that up right? Yes, absolutely. And then you went and checked into it. Okay, so... How do we explain that exactly? I mean, is this just a lucky guess? Like, what, you know, was his name Bob or something? Or uh, it was actually George. Okay, that's a fairly common name. So, yeah, I guess yeah. it could well, be a good guess, but still, yeah. kind of, may, yeah. it kind of raises an eyebrow. Yeah, a lot of the experiences that I had in in Pennsylvania were were, were through her, and I explain that in the book. Um, she was she was a very gifted psychic, um, and she was also a practicing witch. So she had a lot of stuff going on. But yeah, she was good. And, and the reason that uh, I, I tell you that she was good, um, I don't know if you're familiar with remote viewing at all. Some. Uh, okay, so when I started first getting to know her before, we were kind of like in the early stages of dating, I guess you want to say. Um, I was in my house in Virginia, and she was in her house in Pennsylvania, and she started describing things in my room that she'd never been there. And, I, and again, back then, we didn't have cell phones. I couldn't send her a picture or anything, but she started describing things about my home that were minute, like little details. Like there was like a rose bush on the corner of this over here. And there was a certain thing over here, you know, and I was just like, and there's no way she could have known these things. That's how it was through our relationship. She was just, that's how she was. She was really good like that. Like she would tell you things and she would freak people out all the time. Very interesting. Do you network with any other uh, psychic people or ghost uh, hunters or uh, groups down there? Unfortunately, I think COVID has really kind of put the kibosh in a lot of stuff. I've tried. I've reached out to a number of groups because, honestly, I've never been on a on a, an official ghost investigation, if you will. All, everything I've done for for the book, I've done by myself or with other people, but never on an official one. And I've always wanted to go on one just to kind of observe and, and see what I pick up compared to what they do. Um, so I've reached out to a couple of them and they've never gotten back to me. I would love that. And, and I've, I'm always asking readers or paranormal enthusiasts to, to contact me just to to chat about any of this stuff because that's one thing I really love to do and and unfortunately I, I really don't get a lot of responses but I would love to have people pick each other's brains about this because again this is this is a passion of mine obviously and I think a lot of people who experience this have a lot of questions such as I do if you were to say just off the top of your head over the years about you know how many people do you think you've talked to who have had one of these extraordinary type experiences uh, I would say hundreds. Easy. It, it would number in the hundreds. Is there a and, common theme? You know, honestly, not that I've noticed. Uh, it's it's basically 
it could be almost anything. And, and again, where I live here in Northern Virginia, it, it's a very old area, you know, with Mount Vernon. I actually live like three miles down the road from Mount Vernon. D.C. is right down the road also. It's a very old area. So we have housing developments built all over the place that are probably like, you know, Civil War battlefields and cemeteries and things like that. Yeah, I, I, we've had different ones. And, and honestly, I don't know if you guys have you guys ever heard of the Bunny Man. No, tell us about it. Okay, the Bunny Man is a uh, is an urban legend that actually takes place down this way, uh, and I actually did not hear about the Bunny Man until about seven eight years ago. And I grew up around here, never heard about it, but apparently it's really popular. Anyway, the story goes is that uh, a couple were out near a railroad trestle here in Fairfax County in a place called Clifton, and a man in a bunny suit came out and started screaming at them and threw a hatchet at their car. And, of course, you know, this is in the early 70s, and you're going to get scared. So they, you know, drove away, and they and they actually had the Washington Post come out there because there was actually a couple incidents of this alleged occurrence to happen out there. So then all of a sudden people were talking about uh, that was a serial killer and that there was, like, pieces of rabbits, like, being, you know, chopped up and thrown all over the place, that that, that was there and, uh, you know, in, in this area. And, and one of the legends go that the, he was an escaped person from a mental hospital. However, through research, people have debunked that there has never been a mental hospital out there. But this occurrence allegedly did happen. So what happens is people go there all the time. And this place is pretty creepy. It's a trestle. It's a railroad trestle. You can't get to anymore because so many people have gone to it to see if this bunny man legend is real <laughs> that the cops have cl- closed it off here. Uh-huh. I've never been out there and I'm actually, I'm not too far from it, but uh, yeah. So, so that, that's like the, what we're kind of famous for in Fairfax County is the bunny man legend. I wonder if that's where echo and the bunny man got their name. Like, you know, what it, <laughs> like, you know, what's, I was like bunny man. What the heck is a bunny man? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. That, I don't is, know. that, is really Moon, that was a great movie. A great song. Killing moon. Well, I mean, rabbits are kind of weird anyway. There's a whole lore, and uh, there's, I mean, there is even a religion around rabbits. Yeah. It's so, yeah. yeah. And uh, I had a pretty wild experience with what seemed like a rather large almond shaped eyed talking rabbit when I was just a child. (laughs) You know, these weird things seem to happen to kids. Do you have you? Notice that as well. Like kids seem to be more open to this whole idea of, of you know, uh, invisible, well, imaginary friends or maybe not so imaginary friends. Yeah, and I think what 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 it boils down to with that is the innocence of the child because they have not been stained by the adult world, so to speak. That that so their 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 mind can filter more purely than most. And again, I think back to, and I never had this, but I, I know a lot of people, you know, friends who had imaginary friends and, and, and kids who did, you know, and every once in a while you'll hear, oh, that's nice. Well, what's his name? Oh, well, her name's Amanda and this is what she looks like, but she has a boo-boo on her head. And then they'll find out, oh my God, that's the girl that got the hatchet in the head three years ago. And how, there's no way that this kid could be seeing her. So there's a lot of that that goes on there. And I think, again, they find it easier to communicate with children through that because it's just, I think, the innocence uh, of that uh, with, with them, with their pure of the mind, uh, spirits are attracted to that. You see, one of the things that always occurs to me here is that 
Children very likely have all sorts of interesting abilities. But we hear our kids and we say, ah, oh, they're just being children. They're imagining that friend. They're imagining what they see. It's not real. And they'll grow out of it. And we're sure to show them that it's not acceptable to see this. So we train them or force them or brainwash them out of abilities that they have. But maybe if we'd let them develop those abilities and try to accept it or tolerate it, maybe things would be different with our kids. Who knows? Now, apropos of nothing, what occurs to me is I did have, I guess, a sort of imaginary friend when I was very young that may or may not have been the sound of rain droplets. Hmm. More to come with Kevin Killen, Gene Steinberg, J. Randall Murphy. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We've all seen and perhaps use the alcohol based hand sanitizers. Have you noticed how it dries your skin? And as soon as the alcohol evaporates, it's no longer effective. GCNteam.com has alcohol-free antibacterial soap and foam meeting or exceeding all requirements set forth by the United States Food and Drug Administration. Come to GCNteam.com, keyword antibacterial, or call 877-878-4203. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right. We cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. More than 68,000 new coronavirus cases were reported on Friday in the United States, which broke the country's record for a third consecutive day. Utah, Georgia, Montana, North Carolina, Iowa, and Ohio all hit new high coronavirus highs on Friday. Much of the United States, from the Gulf Coast to the desert southwest, is under some form of heat warning this weekend. Temperatures are expected to reach a record high of 106 degrees in Dallas. Meanwhile, cities further west could see temperatures hit 120 degrees. Dr. Diane Hess has some ways to keep you cool while the temperatures remain hot. don't really need, I mean, many people turn to those um, hydration drinks like a Gatorade or an electrolyte drink. Water is fine. Uh, just it's nicer if it's cool because then it does cool the core body temperature, like if you have cool fluids in you. You're listening to USA Radio News. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin says a second round of stimulus checks should be included in a new coronavirus relief package. Mnuchin also tells CNBC regarding unemployment insurance being extended again, he doesn't want to see folks get more than they would get if they were working. You you can assume that it'll be no more than 100%. So yes, we we want to incent people to go back to work. And even at 100%, if people have jobs, we want them to go back to work. So enhanced unemployment is intended 
for people who don't have jobs and particularly industries that are that are harder to rebound. So we will not be doing it in the same way. And we're in a dramatically different situation. Many businesses are open. Many businesses want to hire more people today. President Trump is denying a request from Minnesota's governor for money to rebuild parts of Minneapolis that were destroyed during riots and looting following the death of George Floyd. You're listening to USA Radio News. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. So, so many strange things happen when we're children and they kind of sort of fade away. Is that because we brainwash them out of those abilities, Kevin? Yeah, I think there's a lot of that going on, um, again, because, you know, as you grow up there, you always hear there's no such thing. There's no such thing. So I think that that does occur a lot. It's it kind of, you know, and unfortunately that this this kind of ties into it, I think, a little bit. It's the the conditioning. We get taught at an early age, don't touch the hot stove because your fingers will get burned. So if you get told enough that there's no such thing, we know not to bring those things up. Or at the very worst, if you have really bad parents that like to yell at you or maybe even hit you because you bring these things up, of course, you're going to think twice about bringing stuff like that up, even though it happens. And I've heard this on reading some other people's books that have written about this, some of these mediums. And psychics who have had experiences as children, um, you know, these these ghosts visiting in, the, in their beds and getting so scared that, you know, they don't know what's going on. And their parents are just, you know, like, oh, don't talk about that. That doesn't happen. That, you know, they don't want to be ostracized in the community. So they tell their kids to stop doing that. So I think there's a lot of this conditioning. So by the time they're six, seven, eight and developing more of a personality, things go away. It's kind of like, gosh, what was that movie? It was named Fred, Drop Dead Fred. You remember that movie? Haven't seen that one, but uh, give us a quick synopsis. <laughs> uh, it was basically Phoebe Cates, the, the girl from uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That was her imaginary friend. So when she stopped believing, he went away is kind of the premise. But that's kind of where I think is that, you know, because, you know, your condition to stop believing and seeing these things. But some people are so gifted that it doesn't matter. They're going to see these things forever. That's their thing. But unfortunately, that's where they have to hide it from other people. And again, like I said, those are kind of the people I was reaching out to with this book is to say, hey, you know, don't be scared. You know, 
we all see these things, or I do, and, and this is what you can relate to me. Uh, and I think that happens more often than not, but it's actually come to the forefront now because, again, this is coming out in the mainstream a little bit. Well, this has reminded me of another gene. You'll probably, re- you guys both probably remember this one because we were just talking about rabbits and invisible friends. And what is the definitive movie on invisible rabbit friends? Harvey. Harvey, of course. He's With a puka. James Stewart. Yeah. Yes, he's an Irish, what was he, kind of a leprechaun type type thing from Irish folklore, a puka. Except in, in this case, he was like a, a six-foot invisible rabbit, <laughs> invisible <Yes>. rabbit friend. I <laughs> uh, yeah, love that, Jimmy that Stewart. Really- but, I mean, okay, so all this is fine, right? I think we can recognize that people are having experiences. But there are questions that make critical thinkers question the nature of paranormal experiences. Now, there's a difference between, say, critical thinking and being a skeptic, okay? Skeptics will just, they're just doubters. They will just go, well, I really doubt that. And it doesn't matter what you say to them, they're going to doubt that too. But then there's people who think about it a little bit more critically. They don't necessarily write it off. They recognize, well, okay, for some people, these experiences are perfectly real. But what does that say then about the nature of the phenomena? And so there are a couple of odd things about hauntings and ghosts. For example, when people go into this afterworld, they don't seem to age anymore. So you still have you'll have these kids that have haunted the house dressed in the same clothes from the 1800s who haven't aged at all. Right. Like what kind of person never ages? So whatever universe this is or whatever they are, I mean, can they really be the same people if they don't age anymore? Yeah, then that's a really good question. And. That that does beg the question because I was actually listening to another show last year and they had a gentleman on there. I can't remember his name, but he wrote a book. Uh, it was basically about how quantum physics applies to all of this. And the one thing he brought up was is what a lot of people bring up that are skeptics, and it does make sense because it makes you think: is okay if you die and this is your spirit, if you have no vocal cords, how can you talk? That's a good question. Right, and like you, you have the. Um the ghetto blaster with the microphones. And I had one of those too. And actually some of those old ghetto blasters, they had stereo microphones, two of them, and they could pick up pretty good. I used to to use it just to practice with uh, when I was learning guitar and uh, you could get a pretty good sound out of some of those things. So a microphone, we know how they work at least. I guess it depends on which type it is, whether it's a condenser or a moving coil, right? But if it's a moving coil, you have to have air pressure to move the diaphragm. Right. Which means it's physical and it's in our universe. So there's this way that these beings, whatever they are, they're not in some other universe. If they can affect this universe, they have to be in this universe too. They have to be right here somehow and able to do it. Exactly. Um, and, and one thing I, I wanted to bring up, too, is I've been noticing this, and I'm sure you guys have noticed this as well, because uh, I've heard other people talk about this. Have you noticed lately in the last, I don't know, six, seven months that the media will report on 
UFO sightings or ghostly sightings or paranormal phenomena, they're reporting this. Whereas before they didn't. And, and the thing that I brought up, because I was reading, I was thinking, okay, they're going to ridicule. So I, they're writing it as a news story. And I'm like, wow, they used to, never did that. They, they do that. And then at the end, they ridicule usually the subject or they, they slant it in a tone where it was like, okay, yeah, that, that really happened. But they're, they're actually treating them as news stories. And that's fascinating to me because it's like, okay, what's really happening now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that we've definitely, Gene and I have both noticed that, especially with respect to alien visitation and UFOs. Although they're kind of fudging it a little bit with this whole UAP thing, which if you if you get right down into it and, and dig up the definitions of those terms, when you're in the military, you're actually talking about two completely separate things. But the people who are in ufology, they'll go, oh, no, we're talking about UFOs. Well, wait a minute. Are you or aren't you? So how do we really know that what we're talking about? Are we talking about you know, foreign military exotic aircraft? Or are we talking about something from another solar system or another universe? Yeah, and that's another thing that's really fascinating to me. What What's really out there? I mean, you know, for, for Star Trek fans, <laughs> I mean, there's, you know, all sorts of stuff out there. But I actually... Thought about that, like I don't know. Have you guys seen that? You, you, I'm sure you guys have seen the Arizona UFO incident from the '90s, correct? The Phoenix, the Phoenix, the Phoenix yes. lights. Well, yes. here's yes. something yes. which I should say in a sad fashion. I moved to Arizona in 1993, so obviously I should have seen it. I was busy writing books on technology, and I had to really churn these out. The books you see, like Max for Dummies or any of those things, these are assembly line books. They give you like two months or a month to write a three or 400-page book. That means you've got to write a chapter a day, something like that. Really, really, really push it. And so I was pushing it, and I was paying very, very little attention to reports in the press or reports on TV about UFOs and about the Phoenix Lights. But evidently, there were two instances there where we had flares put up by, what, a military base or something, and something that may or may not have been real. What is real is that we're talking to Kevin Killen, who currently at his workplace has reports of weird things going on. You wonder, hey, would he really want to work in a place like that? I don't know if I would. I think I might look for another job. Maybe this is going to feed your second book, Kevin. Got more to come with Gene, Kevin, and Randall. You're in. The Paracast. listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. 
And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Introducing Reveal from GCNLife.com. Beverly Hills dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman invented Reveal, which contains polypeptides with natural botanicals and no parabens, sulfates, silicones, or dyes for a salon-quality hair growth product. Reveal. Here's Dr. Newman. I have treated a lot of patients who lose their hair and they lose their confidence. We've created a unique set of polypeptides, which we call HPT6. The HPT6 contains the polypeptides from six different plants. The scalp infusion treatment should be used on wet or dry scalp. The Reveal Hair Care System is designed to be used for men and women alike. Get Reveal at GCNLife.com with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So try Reveal today at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Plus a discount up to 25% off for Reveal at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. I'm here with Scott Uceum, founder of OMG Tax. Tell us how your company helps our listeners out there who have a problem with the IRS. My team of lawyers, enrolled agents, and licensed tax experts remove wage garnishments sometimes in the same day. We even have reduced the total debt some of our clients were required to pay through what is known as an offer in compromise. Can you give us an example of somebody you help? Oh, can I ever. We have taken a $500,000 liability with the IRS Guess what? The client didn't pay a dime through the representation known as non-collectible status with the government. If you owe the IRS more than $10,000 and you want to see if it's possible to pay a lot less, call OMG Tax right now for a free tax-saving consultation. Call 800-486-8112. That's 800-486-8112. Hello, this is John Burroughs, one of the witnesses to the Rendlesham UFO incident. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I think Randall is being taken over by something, right, Randall? What was that? 
if you say so. You know, to me, everything was just perfectly normal here. Normal day, sunny day, nice day here in Calgary. Kevin? Yes. We want to get more into some of these experiences that you've been having at your workplace and recently as we get into After the Paracast. Uh, Gene, what time do we put the After the Paracast up for people to be able to access? Okay, for those of you who are not members, subscribers to the Paracast Plus, it is a special subscription service where we give you a version of the show free of the network ads and we give you the After the Paracast podcast. And we put it up Sunday morning, around the same time that the main episode of the show goes up. So we're talking about roughly 4.30 to 5 o'clock Arizona time. Every week, without exception. I have to get up in the morning and manually do this. Manual labor. I don't have Siri doing it. Siri's not smart enough. On today's show, what we're doing is uh, we're building up to the present day with Kevin Killen about his experiences with ghosts throughout his life. Now, what sort of interesting experiences have you had then as we're getting closer to the present day? When you were going through college, just before you started actually entering the workforce, were you still experiencing it then? Or were there some times when just nothing happened? Yeah, I found that this is cyclical at at times, but... Honestly, it's been pretty continuous for me. And again, I, I kind of chronologically go through that in the book. The, the most experience that I usually had in college was the the haunted house I just spoke with, with when uh, Cheryl found the you know the owner and everything. That was probably some of the the best that that happened in, in college. But my, my school was was very old. It was founded in the 1850s. And one thing that I've touched upon in the book, because I actually talked to another gentleman who wrote a book about weird things that happened in that county around the same time that my book came out. So we were kind of comparing notes and everything. But the one thing that we both we both found was, it was interesting. I didn't write anything that he wrote, which I found kind of head scratching that he had all these other things going on that I didn't even touch upon because I had no idea that that happened out there. But anyway, officials at the school wouldn't talk to us. They, they'd blow when we when I would try to say, hey, is is there any activity around here? They, you know, there's nothing going on here or, or no, no, I haven't heard anything. And then come to find out that, you know, I have friends in, in certain dorm room that'll tell me, oh, yeah, this happened to me over here and this happened. I saw this and it had a really cool cemetery that actually abutted to one of the residence halls. So, I mean, my goodness, it's like a, a playground for them because they're like, oh, wow, hey, look at this building. You know, there was like 10 feet between the last headstone and, and the wall of the of the dorm room. Uh, so there was a lot of things that went on there, but they, they wouldn't talk to us, the administration. And, and apparently that's something that happens at all schools. And I get that because they, they don't want to get that out. People, you know, oh, I'm not going to go to that school. It's haunted. I, I understand that. There's that stigma of doing that. <laughs> then, but, uh, unless you're Kevin Killen, who is going... I want to go to that school. That's the one. Well, that's the one for me. Well, <laughs> exactly. That. And I, I say that in the book is that honestly, because I wanted to become a writer, the backdrop of that cemetery was so cool that that honestly was one of the reasons I attended that school is because the cemetery was so cool looking and it had all these great mausoleums. 
and everything that that was really one. And I, you know, and again, people think I'm nuts, and I tell them that. I said, no, they had a good writing program and a cool cemetery. So, you know, I wrote a couple in my creative writing courses, you know, with the backdrop of the cemetery. But yeah, that was part of it. But uh, that was about it in college. But it continued throughout the. When I got in the workforce, I actually moved back to Virginia, and I lived in the Shenandoah Valley, which was rife with Civil War history. And I had some experiences here where we heard uh, phantom music being played. I heard Dixie being played at 3 o'clock in the morning when it shouldn't be. Uh, I heard cannons going off at 3 o'clock in the morning that shouldn't have been going off. Just things like that. Uh, and again, Winchester is very old. It's a very old city, and it's, it's, it's got its own really unique energy. And I worked in a building as a journalist that was probably, I think it was 110 years old. I don't remember really having any experiences there. It was just a really old building. But uh, yeah, Winchester, Virginia was really, really interesting with the Civil War stuff. And that was what most of the experiences were, had to deal with that. This is kind of an interesting thing. Like, okay, there's when it comes to hauntings, there's haunted churches, houses, boats, cemeteries, schools, airplanes, like the ghost of Flight 401, right? I mean, we've heard of that sort of thing. What about, has anyone ever talked about uh, like a haunted car or, you know, a haunted Winnebago? Or something like Christine or something like that, you know, like. Well, yeah, actually, I, I had an 80, 86 Ford Thunderbird that we called Christine because it didn't like women. So any females, including my mother, it would somehow hurt. And, and this is like crazy because every female that got in that car, they'd get hurt somehow on the door or something with that. So we started calling it Christine. <laughs> And I ended up selling it to a friend of my girlfriend's, and he came knocking on the door one time, and he had my license plates. And he said, here, Kevin, I don't know if I'm going to take that car. I said, what happened? He said, well, I was going around this curb. I wasn't even going that fast. And all of a sudden, it was like the steering wheel came out of my hand, and I wrecked it. I said, what do you mean? He said, Kevin, something jerked that wheel right out of my hand and took me off the road, I swear to God. And he was shaking. (laughs) And I was like, I looked oh, at the license man. plate and I said, they always come back. This raises the question whether machines in some ways have personalities like a car. You want the car to really behave and not break down? Give it some love. Tap on it. Things like that really show you appreciate what the machine is doing for you. And you think it's just metal. It's just plastic. It's just fabric, leather, whatever it's made of. It's not alive. But sometimes the machines you use do have personalities. And some people, as I said, this we can do a whole show about, some people just never seem to be able to work with machines. The machines are always doing something that is in opposition to their needs, something that just makes them go crazy. Oh, my God, that thing never works right. Siri doesn't listen to me when I try to set an alarm on it. She just ignores me, and I have to repeat it ten times. I won't mention who has that problem. Other people, no, it's fine. It behaves itself. I'm not going to say anything about my machines, folks, because maybe I will be 
superstitious and those machines will say, we're going to show that Steinberg guy something. Okay. Kevin, we can go on and we're going to go on and after the Paracast, but tell our listeners where they can find more of your stuff. Yes, they can find it at Amazon.com. They can find it at OzarkMountain.com. That's my publishing company. Walmart.com, BarnesandNoble.com, anywhere that they uh, can buy books. And also, if any of your listeners would like to chat with me about uh, paranormal things or addiction things or just anything in general, they can reach me at K-K-I-L-L-E-N-B-T, K-Killen-B-T at gmail.com. Or they can hit me up on Instagram at Irish. I-R-I-S-H Kev K-E-V 7147 so they can reach me at either one of those places and, and definitely feel free to reach out to me I love talking to people you can reach us on Twitter if you look for the Paracast you can find us on Facebook if you look for the Paracast fan club or the Paracast community or whatever the heck it's called you can find some branded merchandise for the Paracast if you go to the Paracast.shop we have four different logos T-shirts and jackets and throw pillows and good stuff. Go to the Paracast.shop. We also have the Paracast Plus, where we offer you the version of this show with enhanced audio free of the network ads, and the After the Paracast podcast, which can be color commentary, special interviews, sometimes continuations of our main interview. And Kevin's going to be back because there's so much more to talk about with him. Maybe we'll talk about friendly and unfriendly machines and whether your Mustang should be shown the love or otherwise it will show what it thinks of you for being nasty. Huh? For more information about the Paracast Plus, go to theparacast.plus. That's theparacast.plus. Kevin Killen, I just think we only got started one more time. Thanks for joining us on the Paracast. Thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate it, and I had a blast, as always. Featuring Gene Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast.